About seven years after high school, I reunited with a friend. Um, we had both been raised Catholics. We both had went off to undergraduate and graduate schools. And so we were getting together again. And at that time in my life, I was a more committed Catholic Christian than I was when I was in high school. And my old friend had become an atheist. And I can't remember all the reasons she gave for the loss of her faith, but something that I do remember clearly is that she was describing all the suffering and evil in the world, and she said, if I were God, I would make a better world. In various ways, people put God on trial. They judge God rather than letting God judge them. The reasons are many. For some, like my friend, they can't reconcile the existence of an all-powerful, all-loving God with the existence of evil and suffering. Others say, well, look at all the world religions. How are we supposed to know which one is the right one? Others say that if God existed, he should have made his presence more obvious. Some will say, well, what about all the bad and strange things in the Old Testament? As you know, and I've preached and taught about some of these objections before, there are robust Christian responses to all of these. But at bottom, people don't want a God telling them what to do. They'd rather be God, the author of their own story without limits. And so God is done away with, cast aside. The Jewish leaders bring Jesus before the Roman authorities. Now Jesus had explained their true motives earlier in a parable that he told about a vineyard owner and tenants and how the vineyard owner would send servants to collect the produce from the vineyard and the tenants would mistreat and beat those servants and finally the vineyard owner sends his son and they say to themselves, let us kill the son so we can have the vineyard for ourselves. Modern unbelief is similar. If we can get rid of the idea of God or the influence of the idea of God over others, then nothing will stop human beings from making progress. How is that working out for us? Jesus lets himself be arrested, tried, condemned, tortured, humiliated, and killed. Now John and his gospel we'll read on Friday, records a very brief conversation between Jesus and Pilate. But Matthew emphasizes how quiet Jesus was in the face of questioning. And the thing is, he could have stopped it all. He could have saved himself with a single word. After all, he quieted the storm simply by speaking. Jesus allows this to happen to him. He endures his passion to reveal who God really is, and to reveal the injustice of our judgment of God. God is not a tyrannical supreme being indifferent to human suffering. God is love. Love to the point of taking upon himself the sins of the world. Love to the point of suffering and dying for us. The evil in the world is our fault, not God's. God is on the side of the poor and the persecuted. And God imbues suffering with a redemptive power, making it a path to glory. 
And we are here commemorating the Lord's passion, not as unbelievers, but as believers. And yet, we can put God to trial and condemn Him in various ways. We reject Him as Lord when we disregard His commandments, thinking we know better. We bear the name Christian, but often through our words, actions, and failures to act, we undermine the truth and power of the Gospel witness. You know, the crowd was given a choice between Jesus and Barabbas. And each day, you and I face several choices between Jesus and not Jesus. And how do we choose? The world, the flesh, and the devil deceive us. We don't see things as they are. That crowd in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago was caught up in a current, a false narrative that plays upon our fears and pride. When Jesus surrenders His Spirit to the Father, there was an earthquake. Now here in California, we always have in the back of our mind earthquakes. <laughs> there was a short one on Friday that gave me a jolt. And Matthew records that there was this earthquake, almost as if nature was testifying to who Jesus was. But there was in a sense that earthquake was felt deeply in the spirits of a few of the men who were there. Roman soldiers, remember, who then were able to see that this was the Son of God. In my own life, I have experienced many spiritual earthquakes when I meditate on the Lord's passion. It's something I think Christians should do throughout the year. Every day, at least a brief remembrance of the Lord's passion. For me, it helps. It helps me to stop feeling sorry for myself, to stop making excuses, and to be shaken from complacency. May we, all of us, be blessed with the spiritual earthquake to see God revealed in the crucified Jesus and to be able to say with a centurion, truly this man is the Son of God.